0: A lot of people say, "I don't have a choice. I have to work this job, or I have to take that project. I don't have a choice." What do you have a choice in? No, I do have a choice. Yeah, I could just quit this job, but I'm choosing. I'm choosing not to. Realize that we're all made very uniquely. Um, and yeah, someone may be doing the. You know, there are tons of therapists out there, right? There's so many therapists, right? But there's only one Marquita.
1: Hi everyone, welcome back to Unqualified Adulting. My name is Becca and this week we're hopping right back into my interview with marquita myrick from last week so if you didn't check that out make sure to go back and listen to that we talk about how you can identify burnout as well as when it's time to actually quit your job or switch careers and how you can prepare yourself to do that and on this week's episode we're talking about overcoming burnout as well as your limiting beliefs so we're talking about how you can do that when you're in college on the job or when you're in a global pandemic like we are right now and a lot of us are feeling extremely, extremely burnt out. So before we get into this week's episode, make sure to follow Unqualified Adulting on Instagram at Unqualified Adulting and subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to leave a rating and a review and grab a cup of coffee, grab a glass of wine because adulting is hard. Let's get back into this week's episode with Marquita Myrick.
0: Pause and reassess. Get some help with reassessing if you have to, um, but You don't have to not take action. You can take action when you feel ready to do it.
1: How do you take action when you're unable to switch careers? You're unable to, you know, if you're in college and you can't just drop out of college.
0: That's why it's so important that people get support. Um, It's, it's, I wish there was appeal for it. I wish there was like a Mm -hmm. clear answer. Um, And sometimes people get frustrated even in the therapy office. They're like, yeah, you're telling me simple things to do, but they seem really hard to do. If you're not willing to do the simple things, then you, you might want to just take a break from school altogether. Like, I don't, I don't, it's like, I don't know what to tell people who don't know what to do when it's like, these are the simple things that you can implement in your life daily, whether it be reframing your negative thoughts, not going out as much with friends and and telling people no more and asserting yourself and asking for what you need um, and responding to your own needs and getting help from a therapist and, you know, getting some support Sometimes for people, it's really just having someone to talk to. You come, you come to therapy once a week, and you get to just release it. Does it change your circumstances? Does it change the fact that you have all of those exams at the end of the week? Nope. Sorry, I can't help you there. You know, <laughs> like you're you're still going to have to aggressively um, apply for jobs because you're you're doing. You know, you're at the end stage of your medical degree or whatever. I can't help you with that. Those are things you have to do. But what you don't have to do is sit in your sadness. You don't have to sit in negative emotions all day. You really have to do the the mental work so that you can continue to physically go about your day, physically go to class, physically study for an exam. So if you're constantly aware of your thoughts, if you're acknowledging them and you're reframing them and you're going to the gym when you have a free moment and you're going to meet with your counselor or you're meeting with your coach and you're telling friends, I'll meet with you in a few weeks. But this week I can't do it. I, I, I decided that was going to be my meditation time where I'm going to take a yoga class. If you're putting yourself first, then all of those things collectively are going to end up in a, that person being able to move forward. Um, we're just going to go with the example of, of med school, moving forward in med school or applying to med school. Because collectively, those things are shifting. They're shifting you mentally. They're shifting you physically. I hope that answers the question. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I'm
1: asking you the tough question yep. because I don't have the answer. <laughs> I you. It's like, the what do we do? What do we do? Yeah,
0: yeah. Like,
1: give me the clear cut answer. Yeah. Well,
0: you know what? And it, and it's not just with people isn't. who. Yeah, there isn't. It's not just with people who are in school. Like, you know, I'll talk to people who who have kids at home, and they're like, "This job is completely burning me out," and. And, you know, either they will take take my suggestions or they won't. And they come back and they're like, yeah, it worked, but I didn't do it consistently. But I really need to quit my job. What do I do? We well, have two kids looking at you right outside of this session. And and you, you're telling me they're in daycare and your husband works overnight. And so but you're also telling me you're not asking your, your mother in law to come over, even though she said she'd help, you know, or in the case of the college student, your, your family's telling you come home on the weekends. Let us love on you but you're spending those weekends hanging out with friends and you're being a yes person well, I'm sorry, switch up your behaviors, but you need to have some time to connect with people who love you and care about you because those are the people who are gonna keep motivating you and they're gonna pour into you because they're gonna re-energize you and you're gonna be like, yeah, oh, I forgot. That's why I wanna be a doctor. So you have to stay connected to that vision that you have for yourself as much as you can. And that'll help you too.
1: You have this vision and sometimes it's hard to get there, but as long as that vision is so much greater than everything else that you're going through, that's I think when it's, Good to stay on that track, but I think sometimes if everything that it's taking you to get there is just so much greater and so much more pressure, then it's like that's when you have to reevaluate the vision. Yeah,
0: reevaluate the vision and and keep the dream alive. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) one one thing I didn't say was visualization. You know, Mm -hmm. like yeah, I see clients at night and I'm tired sometimes, but I visualize often. The life that this is going to afford my kids, and those those dreams are coming alive. And when you look around, you know, for the for the kid, the, the the person who's in medical school, they're like, it's coming alive. I'm like, literally, I'm I'm doing the work, you know. So getting excited about it again, like, yes, this is hard stuff, but what's at the end of it? Let me start connecting to the end goal more, you know, instead of where I'm at because it's hard where I'm at right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I have friends right now. I mean, I went to I went to school for business and. I have friends who are studying for their CPA to be accountants. And they're like, this is literally the worst thing ever. This is the, the job that they want to have. And this is like the life that they want to live for themselves. And it's just one step there. And yes, it's terrible right now, but yeah. eventually you're going to achieve what you want to achieve. You know, exactly.
0: people lose connection <laughs> with the end goal. Cause it's, you're going through the trial and it's hard, you know, you can think, all right, let me drop out because it's just too much. I can't take it. But that would be a very, um, quick thought to have. And people could take quick action on that, but then they're forgetting. If you drop out now, what are your options? Like, let's explore that. So some people have to, to go there too. And it's not negative. It's no, that that's being realistic. What are your options now? What can you do with, with the credits you've earned so far? Okay. So if you're telling me what you can do will not afford you the lifestyle you're telling me you want, then we got to find a way to keep you motivated right now to keep moving forward <laughs> with the path you're on. Yeah, for
1: sure. I think we all need to be reminded, you know, what, we're, why we're doing what we're doing when it comes back to that. Why but I wanted to talk to you a little bit about limiting beliefs, because mm-hmm. I know this is something that we all have and it's something that stops us from taking the action that yeah. we want to take in our lives.
0: Yeah. So a limiting belief is anything that, that holds you back from the thing you, you may desire something, you know, you may a person may desire to be a physician one day, but they may have this belief that holds them back. And the belief could be, um, you know, it's going to take too long. So it's not worth it. Or, um, you know, maybe someone in your family tried it and had to drop out um, because because of whatever reason. Right. And so some people let that limiting belief hold them back. And so I question um when I'm working with people who have limiting beliefs, I say, if we're going with that example. So, you know, you said your uncle tried to go to med school and then he ended up dropping out, right? And so that's why you're afraid of applying to medical school, right? So what was he going going through at that point in his life? You know, Be, because his experience is very different than your own. You're taking someone else's experiencing experiencing, and creating a limiting belief for yourself around it so we really have to peel back the layers of the onion when we're dealing with limiting beliefs to figure out where did they originate a lot of times it's from childhood but as we grow into adulthood we start developing our own based on our own experiences
1: and i think that there's so many people out there on the internet these days you know there's people doing whatever starting their own companies doing i think i see this a lot on like youtube and social media there's just There's such an overflow of information and of people doing all of these things. And I think when it's on the internet, you kind of lose track that there's a person behind there and that they started somewhere and they got to the place that they are because of all of the work that they did, whether it's the work, sometimes it's luck, sometimes it's a ton of degrees, but I feel like people think that they're not capable of doing something because someone else is doing it and they think someone else is going to do it better. And it's like, at the end of the day, there's always going to be someone that's going to do it better than you. There's always going to be someone that's going to do it worse than you. It's like, what do you want to do that's going to make you happy? That's going to make you feel fulfilled And that? What is going to bring you that confidence to actually go and do what you're doing? We forget the fact that we have a lot more control and power over what we want to do and what we know and our own
0: frame of thought. Yeah, exactly. We have so much power and we all, we all look, I'm not immune from this. So I get into the comparison game too, you know, looking at other people like, Oh my goodness, I could be so much farther along, but she has kids too. Like how am I not farther along? You know? So we all do it. It's normal. Um, but like you said, we have to just look at our own goals for ourselves, realize our power, um, realize that we're all made very uniquely. Um, and, Yeah, someone may be doing the, you know, there are tons of therapists out there, right? There's so many therapists, right? But there's only one Marquita. Like I remind myself that all the time. There's only one me. And there are people that are set aside that that are only going to get a specific need met therapeutically from me. And so we have to remind ourselves of how powerful we are, the things we've accomplished in the past and and that, yeah, we live in a world of instant gratification. That doesn't mean our success is going to happen overnight. We might have to put some work in, um, but it's okay we have to remind ourselves like what you said like these people on YouTube and Instagram sometimes they you know sometimes they tell you and sometimes they don't but sometimes you hear people say oh it took me 10 years to get to this point you're you're seeing my chapter 30 and you're comparing it to your chapter 2 please don't do that you know
1: exactly and i think because social media and the internet paints this picture of everyone is doing everything is always on you know always on their a game always wakes up in the morning like goes for a 10 mile run has like a kale smoothie for breakfast whatever like walks their walks their dogs like has seven kids like and just manages it all but that's you're only seeing it in a photo or in a video it's like you don't know what's going on in the rest of their life like they could be they could be miserable and they could be things could be too much for them and they're just showing you this one side of them. And I think we have to take a step back and realize like, you know, we have this expectation of ourselves that we could have it all, but it's like a real big part of that is we can have what we prioritize and what we want and what makes us happy. And we can't mm-hmm. necessarily have it all because it's just not feasible.
0: It's not. No, <laughs> it's, it's so not. Feasible. <laughs> I, I so relate with what you're saying. Cause I'm I'm thinking about, you know, some feedback I've gotten recently, people are like, wow, you really you're really doing it. Like you're really doing good. And you're doing the mom thing and the work thing. And I love your pictures. I'm like, yeah, they don't, they don't see me looking a hot mess on the other days. You know, you see what I want you to see. Like, that's just so important to remember. P- you see what people want you to see.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm
0: not immune to that. I have, I have days where I look a mess and I'm like, I really look like I have 10 kids today, not two, you know, those are not the pictures I'm posting. <laughs> <laughs> and so um we see people's highlights and we see it on purpose because that's what sales, the highlights sell. Yes. And so when you remind yourself of that, it's so much easier to just be yourself, you know. Yeah, maybe you're still posting your best pictures, but because that's normal. We've normalized yeah. that, you know. Um, but yeah, do we put too much pressure on ourselves? We really we do. We do.
1: And I think when we do that, it's like that's where we just can't take any action because we're like, I don't know where to start, I don't know what to do, and I just don't think I'll ever accomplish anything. And it's like, you can just just do something, just start, just like.
0: Exactly. Just start. Just,
1: just start, <laughs> start somewhere. somewhere.
0: Everybody started somewhere. <laughs>
1: but I want to talk about some of your actionable tips for how to deal with burnout and feeling stuck during this crazy time, because I know a lot of people are going through it when we don't have the ability to go out and do our normal social activities. We don't have those other things that balance us in life other than our careers. I've heard from so many people that they're stuck at home and because they're working from home, it's like their work day is Yes. 15 hours long or mm-hmm. I'm in a place in my life right now where I'm in this in between from graduating college and starting my job. And I just feel like every day has kind of become this exact same day. Like whether it's the weekend, whether it's the weekday, I just feel like every day feels the same.
0: Yep. Yep. People have pandemic burnout right now <laughs> on, on top of like transit people transitioning like you yourself um, into a job from college or parenting or staying home and e-learning like whatever, People have all sorts of burnout right now. And one thing I've really been telling people is to increase your self-care. I don't care what it looks like for you, as long as it's legal. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It needs to be legal. okay, people. (laughs) But increase your self-care. You know, if that's meditation, if that's taking a walk. Um, I talk to a lot of people who say, like you said, I'm working 15 hours a day and I'm not leaving my home much. And I'm like, okay, so what are you? Are you going out to get groceries? No, I'm ordering them. No, you need to go out to get groceries. Like, I'm sorry. You need you need to leave your home. <laughs> like you need to go <laughs> walk around the park. You need to go take a jog. You need to go exercise. You need to go get some sunlight. You know, you need to get out because if you're just looking at the four corners of your apartment or just sitting in your home, you're gonna. Not only are you gonna be burned out from work, you're gonna start getting depressed. That's what I'm. That's what I'm afraid of. You know, and we're seeing a rise in mental health issues. So, so it's it's so important to increase self care. Um, another one is to have a. Um, A morning routine that can really help people because a lot of people are just waking up, falling out of bed, throwing on some clothes because you can do that now. Right. (laughs) You got your Zoom meetings or whatever. You can just fall out and roll out of bed and, um, you know, throw yourself together and then hop on Zoom. Well, Can you get up a little bit earlier to have a a morning routine? Maybe you have some tea or coffee. Maybe you sit on your balcony. Maybe you make it a part of your day to listen to 10 minutes of a podcast, if that's all you have, or the full one. Maybe you get your exercise in early, you know, maybe you be intentional about what you're going to put into your body and what, you know, your healthy meal. Um, But really taking charge of your day can really help the trajectory of your day and can really help with decreasing um, overall burnout, overall stress and anxiety. So that can help. Um, the third thing I would recommend is really getting, um, a good, developing a good mental practice, um, mental health practice. So we talked earlier about reframing negative thoughts. We talked earlier about, um, grounding skills and really focusing on your five senses. We talked about deep breathing, making that a regular part of your day. Stop holding your breath, breathe in and out, like actually take advantage of the oxygen that's surrounding you, um, and then also just like practicing gratitude, you know, being thankful for what you have. Yeah, you're working 15 hours a day. A lot, of, a lot of people have lost their jobs, right? Some people are still on unemployment. So being thankful for that job that you have and saying, okay, I'm working 15 hours a day. And I've been doing this since March, since everything hit. And I have not taken a day off that's a warning sign. Take some days off. Like you're just accumulating time. Take some days off and practice some self-care. Take some days off and go connect with family and friends. Take some days off and just have a staycation with yourself, you know? <laughs> so, so yeah, the, the mental practices are helpful, increasing self-care. Um, and I forgot the third one. <laughs> I don't know what the third one was, but you know, this is the thing about a recording, people can rewind it a little bit. <laughs> I'm human. I'm human, you know? It's a Friday.
1: <laughs> it's a Friday. In the morning, it's been a week. It's been a week. Um, exactly. I want to get into some questions that I have from listeners. I asked what are some things that stop people from reaching their goals? And someone replied that they feel like their coworkers are limiting them from reaching their goals. Do you have any tips for how to deal with maybe a negative work environment or? Co-workers that I—I I mean, I don't know how to say it other than just like a toxic yeah. work environment.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh goodness, I've had that situation. So um, I feel for you. I feel for whomever asked that question, and for the people who are in a toxic work environment. Um, and it may not be that everyone's toxic. It may be that one person. So um, it depends. Like if you have to work with that person often on projects. Um, you can try to strictly keep it to business um, I've worked with people who you know you're working on a project or I'm working on an assessment and that person wants to keep talking about a whole bunch of negative stuff um, and you just keep redirecting you keep redirecting them right back to the task at hand um, and that's hard and it's going to feel like you're being rude but what you're doing is you're putting yourself first you're putting the work first and you're protecting yourself and you can keep reframing and saying oh yeah 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 we, yeah we can talk about that a little more later um, let's let's try to get this out of the way because this is due at such and such time you know um, and some people have co-workers who are toxic because they're literally trying to steal their ideas. I've, I've heard of that too. Um, you know so really documenting is so important. I know it seems so simple but just like documenting not only your interactions with that person but documenting um, what you've gathered from meetings, documenting your meetings with your with your supervisor um, and making sure that when you're having your individual meetings, you're bringing up your ideas and you're documenting them in those individual meetings. So, so that if that person comes out with it later, it's you have documentation that it was your idea. you know. And then maybe watching how much you share with the coworker too. I know that's a hard one when you're working on projects with people. Um, but sometimes people have their eye on a promotion and you never know if that coworker has their eye on that promotion too. So if you're doing things individually to prep yourself to prepare for that promotion, you don't need to share it. Not everything needs to be shared. If you're working on a project, then you're sharing what needs to be shared for that project. But you don't need to share, you know, all of the things you're doing in the background. Like, oh, yeah, on the weekends, I'm taking I'm doing this certification training so I can prepare for this promotion. Well, you just gave them a reason to start running against you in the race, you know. So really watching how much you share with people, um, documenting, documenting things that are happening in and outside of meetings and then managing your energy better with those toxic people. You know, if they're inviting you to lunch, you're not available. Mm-mm. You had planned something for that for for lunch every day. You you've planned that's your self-care time, you know? Nope, this is me time. Sorry. You're going to have to find someone else to go to lunch with. Um yeah, those those are really helpful. Like managing your time. Too.
1: Someone said that their priorities are not in line with their goals.
0: Yeah, you're going to have to align them. <laughs> you know, what and and sometimes people um sometimes people have goals that are not their own. So it may truly be a priority for for you to apply to nursing school. But the only reason being, being a nurse is a goal for you is because someone in your family told you that's a career where you can make good money and you need to be in healthcare because it's it's one of those safe um, safe careers, right? And so you really have to, when you're looking at your priority list and your goal list, you have to think, Whose goals are these? Are these are these my goals? Are these are these goals coming from someone else's limiting belief? Did someone else tell you if you go to school and get a, you know, you major in history that you won't be able to reach your goals? So you decided to go to nursing school? Like who's who's limiting beliefs had a had a role in you creating those goals in the first place? Um so I would say start with the goals. Look at the are these things that you really want to accomplish? And if they are great, then look at your priorities and say, "Yeah, I've really been prioritizing sleep over taking trainings, you know, in my spare time, but I'm saying I want to, you know, increase myself in the tech world, but my priorities are all jacked up. Definitely look at what you're prioritizing. And if it, oftentimes we have these feelings that something's not not right, or we're doing too much of one thing and not enough of the other, but we're just not making the adjustment because other people have their expectations holding us hostage. So really look at, you know, areas in your life where you can pull back and reprioritize so you can get on track with your goals.
1: And this question comes from one of my best friends. She asks me, um, how can you break the cycle of reaching burnout, then hitting this sort of rock bottom, then skyrocketing back up just to get back into another
0: burnout? Mm -hmm. The short answer is get really good at recognizing the signs of burnout for yourself (laughs) so that you can attack it earlier. Um, Because you know, I mentioned earlier, I get burned out with parenting. That happens once every quarter. And I I put my notice in and tell my husband I'm going to work full time and I'm not going to be a stay-at-home mom anymore again I know the signs of burnout so you know and he knows the signs of my burnout so we talk about ways that I can better take care of myself so when we talk about burnout we have to realize that it's it's going to happen across categories in our lives right and it's it's not like it's an end-all be-all like, just because you got burned out at the last job and you got through it and you switched jobs, it doesn't mean that this new job is not going to burn you out because maybe you really love your new job, um, but then then a, a pandemic hits and they lay off 17 people. And now all of a sudden your workload has increased, but they've promised you that in two months, they're going to be able to rehire everyone or you know take everyone off a of furlough. So that's going to be a period, a two month period in your life where you can anticipate burnout. So now you're equipped with the knowledge that Becca and I have given you today to know how to spot the signs of burnout, right? So now you're equipped with the knowledge, you know how to, how to handle it. And you're like, okay, I'm going to have to buckle down. This is going to be two months and I'm probably going to get burned out at some point. So I'm going to increase my self-care. I'm going to really watch the thoughts that I'm allowing to come through my mind. I'm going to really watch um, the energy that I'm spending on other people. Am I spending too much energy on projects at work? Am I asking for help? In areas that I need help with, am I prioritizing this this list? Am I talking to my supervisor about realistic deadlines? You know, it's not unavoidable for the rest of your life. But if you know all of these warning signs and you take some of the tips that we've talked about today, you can begin to craft a plan for yourself that helps you alleviate some of the the the, the burden of the burnout or the impact of it, rather.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's all about the self awareness and about identifying what's burning you out, how you've dealt with this before, what's worked for you, what hasn't worked for you. And just understanding that it's something that's inevitable, that's going to happen. And the better you equip yourself with these, these tools, the better you're going to be able to deal with it.
0: Exactly. Awareness. That's the key word. It's all about awareness.
1: awareness. Exactly. Exactly. And I think sometimes people just choose to ignore it and just continue living their lives. And they don't realize like, you have so much control over mm-hmm. it and you can, you are the solution to the Exactly.
0: Problem. Realizing that you have control. A lot of people say, I don't have a choice. I have to work this job or I have to take that project. I don't have a choice. What do you have a choice in? You know, really evaluating that and acknowledging, no, I do have a choice. Yeah, I could just quit this job, but I'm choosing, I'm choosing not to because I have bills to pay. I have, I have student loans I have to pay back, you know, or, or you agreed your, your parents took out a plus loan or whatever, and you agreed to help pay that back. You, you have responsibility. So really taking charge of it and saying, I, I can take charge at work too and be more assertive and not just be the yes person at work and say, this is what I can realistically dedicate my time to while I'm in this chair at work um, because I want to be able to give this work my all. So if you give me three additional things, something's going to be at the bottom of the totem pole. Something's not going to get the best of me. And because I'm an overachiever, I can't have that. I want to be able to give these projects my best. So that's that's an assertive discussion you can have with your boss. And it becomes less of, oh, she can't do the work to no, She really just wants to do the work to the best of her ability. She really wants to pump out some good work here.
1: Well, I think this is a great place to end. Yeah. Thank you so much for all of your amazing, amazing tips. Can you tell the listeners at home where they can find Absolutely.
0: you? You can find me at home meditating when my kids are acting out. no. <laughs> Here's my address. <laughs> yes, you can watch them <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Um, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Marquita Myrick L P C. That's M-A-R-Q-U-I-T-A-M-Y-R-I-C-K-L-P-C. And the L P C stands for Licensed Professional Counselor. Um, you can also find me on my website at ww.markita All right. Hi everyone. Me again. My audio decided to just
1: stop saving right here. So you can find Marquita at markitamyrick.com.